In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. And if you have seen the topic, you might be thinking, oh my word, what is this episode going to entail? Am I listening to the right people here? Is this really the community for me? What on earth has gone wrong with my crazy community? Have they taken something and they've (laughs) gone nuts? Here's the question. So the question came in from Charmaine and Charmaine asked this question in our training academy club. Mm -hmm. So actually it's one of the training academy students and I love Charmaine that you're super honest, you're super open and you are super real and human with us right now. So you said... I know Tom and Lauren did a podcast on when your dog doesn't like you, dot, 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 dot. But what about if you're just having one of those weeks where you really don't like your dog? Hashtag optimism is hard. (laughs) So the thing is, we kind of initially read that and thought, we're not sure if that's going to apply to everyone. And then we thought, actually, you know what? All of you have had tough weeks weeks at times. And actually, those are the weeks where you really need strategies because, as Charmaine's rightly said, optimism is hard in those weeks. And let's be honest. I think, Tom, as much as we're not big problem sharers, let's just share just for the whole group a problem just so everybody gets to feel that actually we have normal lives too. And I'm going to start and I'm going to kick off with, I remember... My my late dog Poppy, uh, she once, I left her, I went to university for the day. I left her in my, at the time, bedroom, which was an upstairs like loft space. I left her in my bedroom and I'd left a packet of um, sort of sweets on the side. I didn't overthink it. And I'd also left um, my bed unmade, being a bit of a student, really, I'll be honest. I came back. The Maltesers had been ripped open. They'd been mm. eaten. They were all, the wrapping was everywhere and she had weed on my bed Mm. so not only did I have the chocolate problem like oh dear lord do I take her to the vet do I make her throw up like what Mm. do I do my dilemma was like the vet moment I also had we all over my bed and I will be honest this was probably about 18 19 years ago so it was a long time ago Mm. I still haven't forgotten her doing it and I still haven't forgotten that when I arrived back in the room she just looked up at me like hey you're back how cool is this yeah I hated that that day I hated owning a dog (laughs) And so if I think about mine, I would go, I'd actually go with a story of Illy. And I remember when I first got Illy, she had really big separation anxiety struggles. And I would try and go to the bathroom and she would absolutely get super, super anxious. 
and and was very very attached to me and then I would take her for a walk and I would let her off the lead and she would run away and I was like sure you can't have this both ways you can't we, we, we can't not be separated in the house and then as soon as we go for a walk you just go off you go Ellie <laughs> and so you felt I felt like I had the bad end of both deals there and so and that, again, is, that is it right Tom like we, we get moments yeah. of going seriously I don't get you and I think some of it comes from lack of understanding yeah. some of it comes from frustration on our part yeah like we are frustrated owning a dog like this mm-hmm. and some of it um i think comes from an expectation or a level of expectation or that it's not exactly how we saw it panning out yeah exactly and so we've got some strategies and thoughts that we want you to think about there because you know we did the um we did the my dog hates me episode of the podcast. It and would it only seems, be fair, right? It's only right that we do. I hate my dog. There you <laughs> go, guys. I you heard it here. I'd say that. So, um, first tip that we've got for you. Okay, so probably if we were to kind of turn this emotional response that you might be feeling right now, to I hate my dog, dog right now, into something a little bit more tangible and also a little bit more productive than you just simply hate your dog and um, it would probably be that we can think about the relationship bank account now a little recap of what the relationship bank account is every relationship has a bank account and that bank account can have investments positive interactions positive things happening and equally that bank account can have withdrawals negative things happening bad bad things happening they're still your maltese as they weigh on your bed now i think that when we consider a positive input into that bank account it might be something that feels good and at the moment for for you and the dog at the moment i understand and and both tom and i we both understand Mm. that you don't feel like doing much with this dog right like you're feeling down so do something that you know is going to be successful that you know is going to be positive even if it's the very simplest of thing like i don't know say your dog knows a sit then than, than playing on something that they already know. And if you're in game changer land, it might be as simple as popping a box and a few bits of cardboard around and scattering some kibble so your dog gets a bit of success or something. Yeah. This is something positive. Do something positive and quit doing the negative. And yeah. if you can't do either of these things, then at least don't do anything with your dog and leave them for a couple of hours or a half an hour to have a bit of a breather, give them a bit of space before you actually go to put some investment in this bank absolutely. account. Absolutely, absolutely. And the um, you know, the, don't underestimate the simple wins. And that kind of leads on to the second tip that we've got for you, that actively acknowledge when wins happen. Because sometimes as humans, we kind of, in it, we, we celebrate a win once and then it becomes an expectation. I was speaking to someone about this yesterday where, where, you know, we, we, we were talking about, um, a particular scenario and, um, and we were saying how the, the, the challenges is actually not that, that dog's behavior, that, that dog's behavior is improving. The problem is, is that, it, the the dog's behavior improved. It was celebrated for a day, and now it's all of a sudden the new baseline, the new expectation. And every every day that it doesn't quite meet that expectation, it's a disappointment. And so, actively treat every day and the wins every day as if they were the very first time it happened. And and to help you out with this, what can be useful is if you write down. 10 things or even five things if you're struggling for 10 that you love about your dog and that might simply be you enter the room and they wag their tail it might simply be that sometimes they come and sit next to you it could be as simple as you absolutely adore the look of your dog they've got the cutest ever ears the best ever waggly (laughs) bum like whatever it might be find the good look for the good and you'll find more good and when you spot it 
actively think, oh, I love that about my dog. And sometimes, you know, you might have to fake it till you make it. You might you might feel their ears and you might have to say to yourself, I mm. love your soft ears. Soft. And then you might walk into the room, they wag their tail and you'll say, I do love that you wag your tail when I enter the room. And at first it's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable, but actually you're going to start to believe it, right? And, you know, it sounds really simple, but if we can just accept all these little things that could contribute to the relationship bank account if we let them in, then we will find that our relationships improve and in turn we enter this instead of this vicious cycle of deteriorating relationship we enter a cycle of positive spin where it's just getting better and better the the higher the the more and um, full the relationship bank account the more cool stuff happens the more you get to put into it right okay so my next one i think this is really 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 very 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 important it's manage the rehearsal of what you mm-hmm. don't want yeah. in this dog so so many people They, I mean, me with Poppy, for example, 18 years ago, however many it was in a university bedroom sitting literally, I mean, probably, it probably was about between 15 and 18 years ago, she was sat on that bed and I I shouldn't have given her the access. I should not have given her the access to sprawling out on the bed. And so actually, if she'd been in the kitchen where she was supposed to be, Mm -hmm. rather than given the luxury of the bedroom she would never have had the opportunity to do that. So actually to protect the bank account and to consider the relationship, what opportunities are we giving them? And sometimes we're giving them rights that they probably aren't ready to be responsible for. Yeah. That's such a, um, such a good one. And uh, the, the, the kind of next tip, and it kind of leads on from that is we often feel a lot better if we know what to do when something goes wrong. And so let's say, let's say limiting rehearsal failed. Let's say your management strategies and the choices failed. You gave them too much freedom. And they, say, say they've grabbed your mobile phone and they've started to yeah. run around the living room with it, or they've got your sock and you own a yeah. spaniel and you're scared they're going to swallow it. Cause anyone yeah. that owns a spaniel will have that feeling at times. Yeah, absolutely. Then what you need to do is you need to have a plan in place. Now, chances are, if let, let's say, let's pretend I didn't ask you to say what, write down what the five things that you love about your dog were. Let's pretend that, that that didn't happen. Or let's not pretend it didn't happen. Let's just think about how easy or difficult that was for you to do. Now, imagine that I asked you, write down the 10 things you don't like that your dog does. And I oh bet my goodness. that maybe Pen to paper goes crazy. it's a little bit easier right like, now go, go, in, go, this, go, go. in this headspace that you're in. Um, and so actively, what you could do is you could write down the 10 things that, that, you, that you don't like that your dog does. And either you can manage them and you can stop your dog from doing them by not giving them access to whatever it is. Maybe we put our socks away or we could say, okay, what about if, let's say I forgot to put a sock away, what do I do? And this is where you can come up with if-then scenarios. If my dog picks up a sock, I am going to walk out the room and I am going to sound like something interesting is happening in a different room. Okay, so that my dog actually thinks, hmm, that sounds interesting, I'm going to go explore and then I'm going to go pick up the sock. Or maybe... um If, let's say, my management strategy for Illy would be, I'm just not going to let her off the lead until we've resolved the separation anxiety because actually there's enough withdrawals happening from our bank account right now. Um, But let's say, I don't know, I'm walking along and I, I can't think of a scenario, I drop the lead by accident, right? Then if then, what am I going to do? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run in the other direction and sound like I'm having a great time in the other direction. When she joins me, I'm going to pick up the lead. If... In that moment, I didn't have an if-then scenario. I dropped the lead and we look at each other like, what? and he, she's looking at me like, what is he going to do? And I'm looking at her like, what, what is, is she, she going to do? do? Uh, but then chances are it's not going to go so well. So I think 
First off, Tom did uh, suggest that we all pick up our socks. Yeah. Uh, second to that, I think then, yeah, having having a plan, having a strategy, mm. we all feel better when we know what to do. And actually, a lot of the clients that we have here, both in person and online, mm. they come to us because they don't know what to yeah. do. And I think that's a really important part of um, what we're considering here is actually people don't know what to do. So whether that be write it down, whether that be play through that scenario. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing probably here is, Tom, a lot of this is logical you don't need to be mean you can be kind when you're doing any of this there's not anything mean you need to consider and I think that's where a lot of dog training uh, journeys have gone in a a slightly sort of skew if path like they didn't mean to go there and yet they've kind of gone for the aversion training it's logical when you're not in the moment and I think that's the key that in the moment logic will evade you okay you will you will not find that perfect way to respond but we need to as dog owners we need to and dog trainers those of you who are dog trainers listening we need to step away from this idea that the goal is a perfect picture actually the goal is making the right choice or the best choice that you can in the situation that you find yourself in. And so that might look sometimes like your dog barking and lunging at another dog, but you're going to handle that situation in just the right way. And you're going to walk away from that feeling empowered like you're Lara Croft or Superman because you did the right thing. And and I think we get, we kind of get it sometimes wrongly drilled into us that the picture has to look perfect and it has to look perfect all the time. We're animals they're animals. Actually, it's about us going through the, the world and life together as a team and, and doing the best we can for each other. And I think that is the best um, plan, isn't it? Doing the best we can for each other, being kind and actually looking out for each other. Yeah. So next, um, next kind of tip that we've got for you is I can bet, and I bet Lauren can bet the same, that actually a lot of the withdrawals from your relationship bank account right now come in the form of the guilt that you're feeling about something that is happening, okay? And that might be something that you feel like you're not doing, or it might be something that you feel like you are doing, or it might be something that you feel like your dog's not doing. Or maybe you feel that you're inadequate in some way, and maybe you feel that your dog would be better owned by someone else, or you would be better suited to a different dog. And and again, that's the sort of thing that we come across time and time again, all all the time. Like, Mm. it, it, it happens regularly right yeah absolutely and we want you to get rid of the guilt we want you to step away from that that human addiction sometimes of feeling guilty about one thing or another because you are absolutely who you need to be you're the very best dog owner your dog could ever wish for and the fact that you are listening to this podcast means that you're not just kind of the very best dog owner that your dog could ever wish for you're probably one of the very best dog owners out there so when you're feeling like you hate your dog um, and that actually your dog really is stressed you out and filling your bucket and you know what there are so many things you can do to turn yeah. it around so I think my next one might be ch- turn it turn it around change yeah. it up so actually when do you see your dog at their very very best so if I was thinking about my dogs um blink it would be absolutely retrieving things mm. and and doing fun things like that so I might take her out for a retrieve session if I was working with Tokyo at uh, Tokyo would be do some agility mm. so just go and do some agility because he's so cool at that um, and then if I'm thinking I don't know um about working with a puppy or a, a dog at, at class or, or a student's dog I might ask them what are they really really 
good at? Like, what are they good at? Like, th- think of something. I've got a brilliant student right now who has some real separation struggles with her dog and actually also some resource guarding potential uh, struggles as well. Um, or at least that's the label um, it's mm-hmm. under for her. And um, for me, um, tricks have been fantastic for her. So they make her laugh. So what makes you laugh about your dog? And, and whenever I'm struggling with any of my dogs, and don't think for a minute that Tom and I don't struggle. Uh, another example for me is when I'm playing agility and one of my dogs bites me and they, they don't mean to bite you. They grab you instead of the toy and you know what they just need to be more careful with their teeth placement and their mouth and oh my goodness it hurts and there is a part of me that's like oh why did you do that and at the same time what do I love about my dog and in those moments when I think about the fun games the good stuff all the things that work really well that's where I go to yeah um, so next up is probably the, the total opposite in a way of what, what Lauren's just said and it's not instead of it's in addition to and that is that Sometimes, if we make something all our life, if we make, if we're totally consumed by something and that's where all of our thoughts are going and all of our time is being spent with something, that can be a bit of a fragile relationship in that if it's not going so well, then we feel pretty rubbish, right? And so make, just make a point of actually don't, every walk that you go on, you don't have to take your dog. You can go for a so walk this is by yourself. A, t- a couple of just quick revelations here. So Tom and I were chatting to a customer recently and uh, the customer basically had a complete revelation moment that she used to enjoy walks before mm. she got a dog. She then got a dog and stopped enjoying walks. <laughs> she now goes out for walks sometimes without her dog. Yeah. And it was like a revelation. It was like, yeah. wow. Bulb. Wow. Life changer, um, game changer. Another one that Tom and I had, we were chatting to a, an owner um, and friend of a, a super dog, lovely, lovely dog, agility dog. And the agility dog's had an injury. Mm. And she basically said that if that goes wrong, then it's her whole life. Like mm. it's her whole life. And and what both Tom and I said is like, let's spread that out mm. a bit. Like yeah. let's have other things yeah, to be interested in. because it's not the injury there. The, 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 the pressure, the, the intensity. That, that, that's a very fragile relationship because it's all about one thing and actually the more we explore other things with with our dogs like like for example within the absolute dogs world we we play games with food we play games with toys we play scent games we play obedience games gun dog games games. frisbee games we play Uh, fitness games when we don't when we don't go for walks border collie herding world games like we literally have games 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 we are full of games so at no point do we ever feel and i have to be i'll be really honest here like 10 years ago my whole world was agility nine years ago eight years ago seven years ago actually now i think i have a broader world and actually i think that's in my dog's best interest and i think it's in my best interest it's in my whole family's best interest and the people around me we are well rounded when we don't just put that pressure into one single thing so it might be your dog's behavior in the house it might be agility it might be something like that but you know what share the love make it a bit bigger make it a bit broader don't make it so intense Let, let go of a bit of the pressure and you'll know when it's kind of you're 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 potentially that personality where it's like you're all in and and we're like that we we absolutely get it and that's where you really have to hold yourself accountable to actually making sure that you're not like all in in the sense of everything and every waking moment is thinking about that thing you know yeah absolutely dogs our whole lives are dogs and yet the things that we do with our dogs the times that we spend with our dogs they're variety yeah 
Really, really cool. And I think that's massive. So I suppose, guys, what we're saying to you here is there's always hope. Mm. You know what? Um, our dog training manifesto here at Absolute Dogs is, is all about that. It's finding the good yeah. in every scenario, surrounding yourself with good, making sure that you're not mixing with people that really find the bad in your dog yeah. and that actually you, you can find the good because there is good yeah. inside there. There is no bad intention here. Your dog doesn't get up in the morning and think, you know what? I am going to screw her over today. I am literally, I am just have I've had it with her I have had it with her she's a pain in the backside you know what she's yeah. she's in for trouble today that's, that's like, not... your dogs just don't think like that no exactly and you know take a step back from the situation yeah we could you know that feeling that you're feeling what if the label that you're putting on it of I hate my dog is actually that's the wrong label actually that's the feeling of a relationship bank account that's maybe close to zero or below zero and we just need to top it up all and, of a sudden we go from problem to solution and the cool thing is and the thing that i feel grateful for each and every day is my dog wakes up and they see it how i tell them it is mm. right like i i woke up this morning and i was chatting to eva eva is an amazing border collie and i was chatting to her and she basically is like this day's cool she's happy i'm happy and i love that about my dogs like yeah. i literally i love it that that that's how it rolls mm. and so for me if you tell them it's the best day ever then then it's the best day ever Ever, right like Absolutely. so have the best day ever make the most of it see the beauty in the relationship see the good look for the good you'll find more good and most of all guys you know what you can turn it around you yeah. can change it up and we all get days like this we all understand them yeah. it's a real thing and at the same time um it doesn't need to be this way exactly there's a game for that sometimes it's a human game rather than a dog game that was this episode of the sexier than a squirrel podcast we will see you in the next episode and remember stay sexy hey before you go have you taken part in the worldwide sexier than a squirrel challenge it's a 25 day online video program huge energy amazing community and over six thousand people are already taking part the only question is you know where you are today where do you want to be 25 days from now head to absolute dogs.me forward slash sexy 